0: All right, everybody, and welcome once again to the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. I'm your host, Mike Parker, alongside my compadre here, uh, Artie Tafoya. Happy 2021, buddy. It's it's been a. I, I want to say we did we slack a little bit. Is there a Christmas hangover that we
1: didn't get together until now, end of January? Uh, no, there wasn't a hangover. There's a little bit of a shutdown. I think that mm-hmm. uh, put put a put a little bit of a nix on our uh, our festivities. But uh, we're back open and. And I'm back with you, Mike, and I couldn't be any happier.
0: You got through it. You guys are back open. Um, ABCbrew.com right off the top here, just to let everybody know, you know, keep up to date with what's going on with Appalachian Brewing Company and all the the brew pubs and and the beer and and the soda. Just happy to be back with you. It is uh, late January as we record. So I was just going to say quickly, Happy New Year. And I think as we kind of always find a little bit of a theme for our shows, I guess, you know, what's the next big holiday besides Groundhog Day that's coming up? Um, Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah, Valentine's Day. We got the Super Bowl coming up as well, Mike. That's, and, that's
0: true. If You, so you want to go we'll deep? Probably
1: do a lot of takeout wings for the Super Bowl and some, uh, you know, a lot of dine-in and takeout of, for uh, Valentine's Day and that type of thing. But I'll tell you what, Mike, I'm most excited about our guest today. A good friend of mine. He's, he's uh, I think, truly, he might be one of the first people I met when I came to town. Uh, 20 how many ever years ago? I can't even remember now, it's so many years, but uh, just wanted to do, introduce a buddy of mine who's going to be on the podcast with us today, and it's Ed Yashinsky from Trogs Brewing. So uh, there he is. Ed, Ed, you can wave all you want. They can't see you. <laughs>
0: Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, Matt. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me today. It's great to be here. All right. Ed Yashinsky is the uh, vice president of operations at Trogs. And as you guys mentioned, I mean this is this is kind of cool because it's like Harrisburg brewing history, and uh, now you know Hershey brewing history as well. You know, but as you guys have expanded and, and uh, moved across the county, but I mean, let's take us back. I'm I'm looking at 1997 or so as a. Uh, Kind of a, a key date in the history of when beer started to be brewed again in the city of Harrisburg. And you guys you guys picked a pretty cool location because it was like a couple hundred yards away from each other, I think. Take us back there. Right? <laughs> it was about a mile, but it was close enough. <clears throat> yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. I,
2: I have to say I can, I can remember, uh, you know, as an outsider, uh, obviously Appalachian Brewing Company was being built. And I can remember the building and everything going on at uh, driving by it a lot and i had a friend of mine who was in the banking industry who told me who told me about trogues and i mean it was very interesting that there was nothing like being said about it or anything until he told me where the location was and uh yeah it, w- it was an interesting time i mean i i you know i got into beer really i'd say in college at penn state really hanging out at Zenos and first it was checking out good imported beers and that became just finding interesting american beers as well and that was like my first foray into into better beer and um you know with with then finding out the two breweries were opening in harrisburg literally almost at the same time it, it really it really uh, you know took off as a reality of oh wow this beer thing this craft beer thing or at that time microbrew, was uh was really something and really really happening and moving at the time my background i was like like most people who are VPs of operations in breweries, I have a journalism degree, and, uh, <laughs> and at the time, at the at the time, uh, I was I was uh, I was working as a as a technical writer, but I was also freelancing and I was writing about two things I loved: beer and music. And um, I met Artie at one point along the way, and I met Chris and John almost at the same time. And um, really, I think one of, one of the things that sticks out in my mind is I actually did. An article on a magazine that I took uh, four people on a beer tour and uh, we went to four breweries and we went to Trogues and ABC in the same day and like got tours of all the breweries. And that was that really opened up for me like one an, a new love of beer and really a new a new industry that I sort of wandered into after meeting Chris and John and Artie I I know I volunteered at ABC more than a few times uh, on the packaging line, helping out for a couple of hours in exchange for a case of beer. Uh, <laughs> I did it at Trogues as well. I ended up meeting like Chris and John's uh, parents because like their mom and her tennis buddies would come and help put bottles on the line and, um, you know, it was an all hands on deck time and it was uh, small companies that were starting up and it was, it was really exciting and really fun.
1: Those were the good old days where we had uh, volunteer labor. <laughs> 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 completely. Our completely. insurance companies uh, uh, sort of frown upon it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And the Department of Labor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, it's a good point. I mean, you,
0: you talk about, I want to say, you know, how things have, uh, any company that grows finds itself taking on a, at least a couple by, by necessity, you know, sort of corporate characteristics. Well, you have to, when you have a number of employees and you have to have people who manage, the, you know, the employees, when you go from small um, you know grassroots business now to production size breweries and restaurant chains you know you, you have to have some of those that structure in place but already like going back to that you know let's, let's so so you meet Ed he's just one of these guys who sort of I don't want to say wanders into the brewery one day and says I like beer can I hang out here for a while and then you, <laughs> he sort of never leaves or you know finds a way into
1: the industry you've, you've met a few people like that over the years is that right? I can't tell you Mike how many people we've met like that uh you know that have become family friends and and uh you know just the people I've known forever now uh it seems like you know that they'll talk to me about how they came in when we were building the Cameron Street location and and how uh you know they were like you're going to do what with this and and make it look like what and and you know and and a lot of them were were really very supportive of us and and some of them were like these guys are crazy. I don't know what they would think they're going to do. But, you know, it did turn out that Ed and his wife, Patty, uh, of all, a lot of the people that were there in the very beginning, uh, did become very good friends of ours. I mean, we spent many, many uh, weekends doing a pajama parties. I remember something about that, Ed. Uh, there was uh, uh, with pinball contests and uh, p- and ping pong um, there's a lot of things that we've done and, uh, not only meeting you and Patty, but also meeting your, your family. You know, I know, I know your families, uh, just as well, probably been over there almost every Christmas, uh, right. you know, uh, for, for the longest time till, till our kids got older and everything got more difficult. Right. Yeah, no, de- definitely. And I mean, also,
2: yeah, I can think of, uh, Spending time at, at uh, up and upstairs at, at ABC, uh, we used to come in every Thursday night and play pool. And um, free pool Thursdays really good. Uh, <laughs> and and ironically, it was when it started. It was only the five of us and the bartender. And then we watched it grow over the years until we were like, we can't do this anymore. There's too many people here.
1: Right? Yeah, right. But
2: but no, it's true. I mean, it was it was a really interesting time, and it was um, <clears throat> a really neat small group of connected people who were you know, totally involved in the community. And not, not only that, it was even, even from outside of the breweries, like going into bars, there was this kind of need to legitimize these beers. And, you know, it was like you sort of earned your badge of, your badge of honor by going and asking for, asking for these beers and asking restaurants why they weren't carrying them. It was almost like there was an undercurrent of people who were just totally into mm-hmm. what the beer was and really wanted to, you know, pull it along and help it. You know, you go to Germany and there's a, there's a little brewery in every town, whether the town is 2,000 people or a million people. And there's nothing
0: wrong with that model. So let's talk about beer. Because beer is awesome. It's what brings us all together. Guys, what are you drinking here? I'll, I'll start off. I've got a, a uh, Jolly Scott, Scottish style ale from Appalachian Brewing Company. Love it. Medium, dark, malty, delicious. A little bit of sweetness there. I've been drinking it since about, I think I got, I got some to have around the house for Christmas and I'm coming to the end of a, of a case.
1: I'm, uh, I'm drinking a Crowler. I, I, I went and grabbed a Crowler of the Sigma Oasis uh, from uh, our Mechanicsburg location. And, and I'm actually drinking it out of a, I guess what's considered to be an actual IPA drinking glass. It is a, um, it's sort of very narrow on the bottom. And then it, it bells up. And I think what the idea is it, it holds that wonderful aroma in there and, and waits for you to drink it so you, you get it. But uh, this hazy IPA is one of my favorites and, um, and Bruce is just uh, kicking the doors down with the he's making there in Harrisburg. So we're pretty excited. How about you, Ed?
2: Uh, I just was a little low on beer at home and I just grabbed a quick uh, six pack of uh, Nugget Nectar on my way out of work. And I'm enjoying it in a Sun Studios shaker pint glass.
1: Awesome. yeah no doubt and uh and i i gotta get some nectar i i usually get some every year just to to see what you know it, it it's one of those beers that comes out yearly and you get a chance to try it and uh it it sticks around what would you say a, a few months normally or ah
2: it... uh, yeah i mean it's it's kind of like a, a once and done shipment for us so it goes out sits around for yeah it's it's usually typically around for four to eight weeks uh typically in in retail yeah we're i mean we're 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 done making it. We're on to the next
0: one. I mean,
1: on to the next one, right. <laughs> you got know that. Never never,
0: never never stops.
1: That's the beer business now, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Tell me if I'm right, Ed. I, I, was, I was with a friend uh, last week, and I think he said that he was, he was trying to get over there uh, to the brewery in Hershey to, to, to pull in some special edition or something of Nugget Nectar, maybe a double or something like that that he was looking for. Is that something that you guys do for a, a short time run around this time of year?
2: Uh, actually that was something we did for the first time this year and it was a brewery only release so it was just a couple hundred cases Mm -hmm. and we yeah we kind of we kind of like to um if there's something that we you know we look at how beers can potentially graduate so if there's something that we like maybe it's draft only we might move it up to a small run with some cases and then we'll determine if it makes sense to you know maybe move it out into uh into wholesalers the following year so Yeah, I mean, it was. uh, There's a lot of buzz about it. It was, you know, it sold out really quickly, which is good and of course bad because people also make noise if they don't get it. But Mm -hmm. you know, that's sort of what happens with limited releases. But yeah, it was. It was. uh, I'd call it successful. And uh, you know, we're definitely planning on making it again next year. We'll make more of it, and you know, later we'll determine if it's going to be a beer that we also put out that goes into wholesalers as well. But we haven't really decided at this point.
1: What was that? What, What was it called? it was double nugget nectar oh the double okay yeah. all right yeah.
2: we, we did uh i think two years ago we made um we made blizzard well blizzard hops has been around for a while but we made double blizzard uh and again it was kind of a kind of just a fun little side project <laughs> really well received and next year we grew it up more we sent some out into the into the trade, as as you say. I'm
0: laughing because I know it's probably highly illegal, but there was a guy on Facebook trying to sell a six-pack of Double Nugget Nectar for, like, three or four times the what he bought it for. I don't think that's the the type of mark. I mean that's that's the sign of someone who knows that they've got something good on their hands. But uh, course, I don't think for, he, uh, I think for he, someone putting up a red flag to the federal government. Literally. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think he made it pretty clear that this was not actually yeah. for sale. Uh,
2: oh, I'm selling a can. <laughs>
0: anyway, yeah, congratulations on that. That's uh yeah, thank exciting. you. Uh, special releases are always are always fun and seasonal beers are what are what make, you know, local brewing um yeah you know, absolutely easy, easy to support all right guys well listen we got things kicked off a little reminiscing under our belt when we come back we're going to talk a little bit about you know we all have some ladies in our lives if we can make it through the super bowl and uh we make it to valentine's day what kind of thing do we have up our sleeves we'll be right back stay with us on the appalachian brewing company podcast All right, and we are back on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast. Mike Parker here, along with Artie Defoya from ABC. And our special guest is Ed Yashinsky, who joins us from Trogs Brewing Company. Gentlemen, we have a uh, big game on the calendar happening uh, as we, I guess, we got a, a week uh, to wait. And then we're going to have a big matchup between a, a veteran quarterback that just everybody just loves. Tom Brady, right? I mean, isn't he everybody's favorite quarterback? <laughs> So if Tom Brady switches teams, he switches conferences, and now he he goes from being from the Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and he will face the Chiefs.
1: You know, Mike, I I was hoping that uh, Buffalo would win. I have a a good friend who's a Buffalo fan and and, uh, got some family up in Buffalo, and I was sort of hoping that Buffalo would win, and then that would sort of redeem them. Uh, from getting their butts kicked by Tom Brady for all those years, but it didn't happen. So now we've got uh, Tampa Bay and, and I just said, uh, I think it was about two years ago. I took a bunch of guys. We used to go to, we, we take a trip every year and we go to a stadium and we watch two football teams play that we have no clue or any like of those teams. We just go to check out the stadium, tailgate and do that type of thing. So it's something fun that we've done and we had a chance to get onto to Tampa Bay and, and uh, visit that stadium. And what a great city and town that's become the, the St. Pete, uh, Tampa Bay area, Clearwater area. I'm sort of bummed that Tom went there because he's <laughs> probably one of the people I dislike the most in the NFL. And mm-hmm. most of it's because of his success. What do you think, Ed? What, what team are you looking at here?
2: Well, as as a, as a Dolphins fan, my uh, <laughs> hatred for right Tom there. Brady runs, runs deep. <laughs> 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 uh, so, so I, I guess I guess I'm pulling for a repeat, uh, but in my fantasy Super Bowl, uh, I think I have Tom Brady as my quarterback. So I also need him to at least throw a couple of good beans, you know?
0: Yeah, it's interesting because I was actually looking at. You know, I've always thought for whatever reasons, being an Eagles fan, you know, I was we got we got lucky a couple of years ago and everything lined up, and you know, my son will always know the Eagles as a Super Bowl champion team, whereas. Other children his age will always see the Dallas Cowboys as a team who hasn't made the, you know, been to a Super
1: Bowl for, you know, since for like 26 years or something like that. I don't know who's counting. No, Mike, being a Broncos fan, I used to, and they lost, I think they lost the first five Super Bowls that they were in. Mm. And so there were five teams that I hated more than anything, you know. Uh, And I think it was the Redskins, the Giants, uh, the uh, Dallas Cowboys. That was probably the last time they won, maybe. I don't know. But uh, it's sort of funny how Super Bowls, uh, losing a Super Bowl will make you dislike people. And uh, speaking of Buffalo, they got a lot of people to dislike, I guess, don't they?
0: (laughs) Yeah, four years in a row, I think. Right? Is that what the, is that what the? Look, is? yeah. I mean, this isn't a sports podcast for sure, but when I mean, you're drinking beer, it's kind of natural with the Super Bowl coming up. So let's talk about it. Uh, Super Bowl party planning—that's yeah, a—that's a big part of what people do, and of course, beer can be can be part of that equation and some food. Artie, what's going on uh, ABC-wise? How can I how can I incorporate a little ABC into my Super Bowl
1: party this year? Well, we are going to do some wing specials. Mike, you can come down and get a twelve pack, a case a sextal or a keg of wings, uh, and uh, it's just the size and the number of wings. Uh, you don't get the actual keg with the wings, not for that price at least. Uh, <laughs> we can probably work that out if you need to, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're doing things like that, and we got specials going on at each location, and uh, it's just going to be a fun time. And uh, as as with every uh, Valentine's Day, you know, coming up too, we're going to have great specials. Uh, we do usually a, uh, a prefix menu where you can come in and order, Uh, sort of a shareable meal if you want uh, for those people who want to come out and eat in a safe environment and those types of things. So, you know, we are, the great thing about ABC is we've got great talented people in every kitchen and they all have their nuances and, and they, they, it's really amazing how much they know their customers. You know, they'll produce items because they know that this customer or that customer is coming in and there's going to um, be, visiting and they you know always comes with his wife or whatever they know to do that barbecue or whatever other thing that they're going to do and and i'm very proud of those guys for the work that they put in and and the job that they do
0: so let's talk beer i mean what beer styles ed would you say go with the traditional valentine's theme i mean for some people valentine's is a box of chocolates and a romantic movie and for other people it's a it's a big big juicy steak you know steak dinner or something. what, what do you, let's talk about parents and food with some, some beer. What would you recommend?
2: Uh, you know, we always like to play with uh, chocolate this time of year
0: <clears throat> and we're actually,
2: uh, we're actually about to release in a new stout. We're retiring Java head and we're replacing it with a beer called grand cacao, which is a chocolate stout. So our timing on that is right around is, is in early February. Um, so we're excited for what that beer is. And we also think that's a really good pairing beer for the winter. Uh, We lowered the EBV a little bit on it down to, I think, around 6% uh, from 7.5 and uh, changed the uh, hop profile dramatically on the beer. So, um, you know, kind of like those flavors, um, always like at this time of year playing off those kind of colder weather beers like Belgian Triple and stuff like that. uh, You know, I I like that taste a lot. And uh, uh, Troganator at this time of year is always a a beer that that we're really behind. I can be behind Trigonator 365 days a year personally, but <laughs> this time of year, especially.
0: Yeah. And, and look, I mean, a, a six pack of beer, a case of beer, a couple of crowlers, uh, if the ladies are looking for, uh, you know, a, a present for, uh, the man in their life. You can't go wrong. Uh, and, you know, pick up something local and try it out. If chocolate is your thing, if, uh, you know, that's, it's, it's a great time of year to find that kind of thing. Artie, I, I don't know if, if you heard, Ed, have you heard this? I, I just want to say, because I we will talk about some other, you know, Pennsylvania beer companies as we keep it local. But I, you know, the past couple of years, there was a uh, a collaboration, a Yingling Hershey's collaboration uh, with the, the, the Hershey's Porter. And I don't know if my local beer distributor, uh, you know, cashier was correct, but he told me that they may be discontinuing that and, uh, that it that it, it wasn't selling again. Don't want to spread rumors. Only repeating what I heard from someone, but that was that was something. Any 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 word? Do those kind of things make it down and you know through the the vines to you? Other than you know people like me spreading rumors. <laughs> just...
2: uh, I I I haven't heard anything. Um, it's it's kind of a nice beer. I mean, it's no. not something I want to drink all the time, but uh, it's kind of refreshing. It's a good a good, good beer. I mean and i mean it seemed to disappear pretty quickly i think i think this is the first year they put it in in bottles so uh yeah i don't know if it was if they're looking at seasonally or not but i kind of enjoyed that beer as like a kind of you know outside the rails of what i typically uh typically
1: drink i i really uh uh, to be honest i haven't had a chance to try it Mm -hmm. i haven't stumbled across it uh that i would uh, uh or you know i didn't seek out and find it necessarily but uh Definitely, you know uh, all those collaborations and everything that the breweries are doing now, even with food companies and other things. It's really turned out to be a, a great thing because it's turning on another group of customers to beer. You know, yeah. I know that uh, that Trogs does a um, um, a collaboration with uh, the cheese company down south, right, Ed? Yep, Caputo. And, yes. Yeah, Caputo, uh, and they, uh, you know, again, it's just it, it, you're just turning our beer on to other people and different styles of what we make. And, and you can't, you know, it's just so valuable to the entire industry to get other people to actually get a glass in their mouth and taste something that is just like where they go, wow, I can't believe that's so incredible. And uh, I've always said that the Pennsylvania brewers make some of the best beer in the country. uh, And I, I still stand by that.
0: Yeah, and it's cool. It is neat. And again, no, uh, don't don't let me uh, just act like I know any inside information. I I heard it from a guy because uh, there was a, there was a case sitting there, and he made he made mention. Hey, have you ever tried that? I said I sure did. I, I tried it at a Hershey Bears game a couple of uh, seasons ago, and it was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed the flavor, but I always like when I come across other products. Uh, you know, they like a beer that uses. I think there's a beer in uh, Maryland that uses Old Bay, you know, in, in the beer. And there's, you know, you'll you, you know which can be, depending on how you feel about seafood and beer, or <laughs> if it's reminiscent, it could be good or bad. But those things are worth trying. I like when the when someone puts a little something a little bit different, and uh, you know, tries to set themselves apart because, as you know, you know one one beer, one uh, one big hit can really get some of your other beers going too. You know, if you if you have that one. That one big product. So as we talk about beer and we, we look forward to Super Bowl and we look forward to Valentine's Day and maybe trying a chocolate beer or, or pairing something with your favorite dinner. I don't know guys I just want to talk about I think the, the new thing this year that I'm finding is when you're looking for a perfect gift for someone it's not necessarily about giving them uh, jewelry or Uh, you know, again, the box of chocolates or the lingerie is kind of seen as a little passe at this point. I mean, maybe for some people it's more about experiences. So a couple of ideas here, according to, uh, the thought catalog online, uh, you got a special woman in your life, maybe sign her up for, uh, a class like a pottery class or, uh, a woodworking class or something like does, does that sound like fun? Does that sound like something you guys would do for
1: your significant other? Mike, I was afraid you were gonna say, what do What do we get our wives for Valentine's Day?
0: <laughs> I can't give that away already. <laughs> if
1: I gave my wife a present for Valentine's Day, I'm afraid she'd faint uh, or, or she'd think I did something that I had to give her something, right? <laughs> yep. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I think the experience thing is great. You know, we. Uh, we're able to, uh, you know, I know that Carrie's been down to Caputo Brothers uh, on, a, on a cheese adventure type thing. And, oh, and I, I don't remember how that, I think the girls just got together for that. But I, I think experiences like that are great to give us presents. Um, you know, we have the uh, soda, soda Works Tour at, in Mechanicsburg. Good idea. The type of thing that you can get together and, and uh, you walk through the plant. You do uh, go through the process, and then you get to make your own soda and take a couple of bottles of, of soda home with you. And you, know, you can even mix, mix a couple together if you want, make a suicide, uh, whatever you want to do. But uh, you know, uh, in most cases, you know, we have about 10 or 15 different flavors that they can make of their own. That's a great, uh, great present. But you know, I know that any brewery tour is also great. And I hope we can get back to giving brewery tours here pretty soon. Ed, are you giving tours now?
2: No, we're not. I mean, we, we're, it's just too hard. I mean, we, we did the tours behind the scenes and it's just we're just really limiting where people are going. So no, I mean, I, I can't wait for some of those things to come back, but I think it's gonna be a little while for, for where we sit right now.
1: Yeah. What do you yes. think about the, 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 those, those experiences as gifts?
2: Well, as long as it doesn't relate to Valentine's Day, I'm fine. I'm, <laughs> not, a, I'm not a believer.
0: Uh, <laughs> is, is definitely no, I, a polarizing I, I, holiday because
2: yeah, of- i i love i love experiences i mean i i enjoy it i can't i mean frankly more than anything else i can't believe i would send something this simple but all i want to do is go to philly and have a cheesesteak that's all i want to do a four-hour cheesesteak i'll take the drive i'll eat it and i'll drive home
0: that's all i want right now i like the idea of uh a trip down the turnpike and pick up a, a hot cheesesteak so Anyway, guys, that's those are a couple of ideas. And the other things, if you've got family with some kids, board games, card games, just setting up a little a little night like that and maybe incorporating while we're cracking open a couple of uh, out-of-focus double IPAs or uh, a Haze Charmer, Hazy Pale Ale from Trogues, Maybe the kids are cracking open a, an ABC root beer along with us and having a little fun for an evening as a family all right when we come back we're going to wrap things up and we'll be right back on the appalachian brewing company podcast all right we're back here on the appalachian brewing company podcast mike Artie, and our special guest ed Yashinski from troggs joining us here this week ed uh I'm going to throw the ball to you here because uh, I know that it's a podcast, but we're, we're recording this on Zoom, so I can see you got a pretty fancy wall behind you filled with guitars. You're a, you're a musician, and, and uh, explain how uh, you, you mixed the worlds of uh, music and, and breweries together over the years.
2: Uh, sure, yeah. I mean, I, I actually am still playing in a band today, uh, but um, I've always been into music. I've been in music a long time. Uh, early on when Appalachian was opened, when it was open, I think it was before it was even dubbed the Abbey Bar, when they started putting bands upstairs. I was in a band called Case 150. We played the Abbey Bar a few times. Also, uh, I know uh, one time we brought in my buddy from New York City, a cool band called Mecca Bodega, a subway band that uh, we totally blew up the uh, blew up the yeah, second floor at ABC. Um, but yeah, man, I, I I always think of the Abbey Bar as like, a great room for live shows. I think of, I, I mean, uh, I can remember when, uh, Jersey brought in, uh, the hold steady. Uh, also, I mean, I saw Jason Isbell there. I saw John Spencer blues explosion. Uh, so many, so many good bands and some bands I knew nothing about that I would just go because it was just a venue and it was close by and it was, you know, for a really, really reasonable price. And sometimes no price, just great bands. And, uh, you know, it's still on my list. I, it's it's probably the thing I missed most from the last year. I actually the last thing I was supposed to do before this thing started was go to Philly for a concert, and the concert happened, and but my wife said, "I'm not going," so I didn't go. But March twelfth, I was supposed to see a concert, and I never made it. It was uh, my birthday present. Who were you going to see? A band called Mondo Cosmo. Nice. But you know. But you uh, know, ton—I mean, just just a ton of great bands, and you know, uh, Harrisburg at that time really didn't have like a booming live music scene, and ABC filled a great void. And then, I mean, it's it's what I'm missing.
1: Yeah, we had so much fun over the years uh, putting on concerts there, and just you never knew what to expect, you know, <laughs> from every weekend. And and sometimes they were great, and sometimes they weren't as great, but. All in all, everybody who came to those uh, events really enjoyed themselves and enjoyed that idea that you could could be in that room. The one thing I loved about the room is you could be up by the stage and you could really get that full experience of a concert. But you could also be sort of mid-range and it wasn't like as loud, right? And you could actually be in the very back of the room and you could carry on a conversation somewhat. So it was really nice that length of that room sort of offered that. And, and if you wanted to get away from it totally, of course, you could go out on the rooftop deck and hang out out there as well. You know, they, we had some great plans for this year. You know, we have a new GM there and he's young and he's got some great plans and he's really excited about getting back into music. Uh, but one of the things we, we talked about is is uh, actually doing a video screen out on the rooftop deck, so you can see the concert, you can experience the concert, and still be in open air type situation. So, you know, all those things hopefully come into uh, into, into play. We've sort of got everything already purchased and put in place, and uh, we're excited. Uh, you know, I talk to Sarah all the time, and, and we just, you know, like, hey, you ready to take a chance at it yet? And and we 're just not quite there you know at this point, but soon enough, hopefully we can get back together and we can get things going and and uh, we can implement some of those programs and have some great concerts uh, here, in, here in the future so very excited about everything that 's that 's coming I mean we really just need to make it happen at this point in time and and uh, you know, I, I've talked to Ed numerous times over the pandemic, and, and we've talked about hey, what are you guys doing? What are we doing? You know, trying to get a feel for what everybody's doing so you can use that knowledge to make good decisions. But, you know, he's always someone who I've been able to lean on a little bit as a friend. And uh, I know that uh, anytime Ed calls, we're usually calling each other for some sort of a favor in most <laughs> cases. Uh, but that's okay, that's what friends do. And we're very excited about uh you know that that opportunity that we have together to to sort of lean on each other. Yeah, I know.
0: agree I agree my friend 100%. That's
1: right what on. friends are for. That's right.
0: Well, we wish you guys, you know, wish you the best. I mean, that'd be great if you could get back on stage. Artie, I'd already love to see you be able to, you know, open the Abbey Bar back up for live music. Definitely definitely avoid there in downtown Harrisburg that that uh, everybody's missing. I know it, people have people have adjusted to you know, going to a restaurant, sitting down at a table and, you know, wearing the mask on your way there and taking it off when you're at your table and eating your meal and stuff. And people go out to eat all the time. But it's I've seen some of the dancing that goes on at the uh, Abbey Bar, too, <laughs> which is another. So, you know, I don't know if people would be able to contain themselves if you told them they had to sit on a on a chair or at a, <laughs> at a table. So, you know, the time will be right. And uh, you'll know. I think they like they said, you uh, You'll know when it's time, I guess. But I look forward to uh, taking part in that again, because yeah, the Abbey Bar, I man, that's just that's just a gem. Not just for Harrisburg, but for the for the region. The you know really, you have these bands that come in from all over the country, and um, you know oftentimes playing bigger venues that that stop in at the Abbey Bar because it's a convenient spot along the way, and they know they'll have a great time. So listen. A, a, a final thoughts, guys. Uh, as we as we uh, get back into the podcast groove, it's been fun to have you on, Ed. It's nice to have the perspective of, you know, another old time friend of Artie's as well as another brewer. Um, what what do you want to tie? This is this is the time. What do you want to plug? That's coming up over at Trogues or or in Ed's world.
2: Oh man, I was not planning on that. Uh, <laughs> I'll plug myself. I have nothing going on every weekend. I'm very free. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right, it? I'm in. I'm in. Man.
2: Are you on Twitter? Are you a good Twitter
0: follow? I don't no, know. I'm. Uh, I'm.
2: I'm not a Facebooker or a Twitterer. You can find me on Instagram at one rain dog. O n e, r a
0: i n d o g. All right. All right. Good enough. Good enough.
1: One thing, Mike, before we go, I want to uh, just send uh, send my best wishes and my prayers out to uh, Bill Kovaleski. Apparently, over, a couple days ago, they lost their Kennett Square tasting room to a fire, so... Uh, you know, I contacted him and, and uh, he's fine. Everybody's fine. They didn't have anybody get hurt uh, from what I, what, what I understand. And I and, uh, just want to throw that out. Uh, you know, we're like brothers in this business. And I want to make sure that Bill knows that uh, we're thinking about him and our prayers are with him. And, and uh, hopefully they can, they can rebuild that tasting room and get back to business at some point here.
0: Ed, I'm just going to throw it in here because, uh, you know, I know your friends are listening. So trogues.com t-r-o-e-g-s.com okay buddy there you go there you go <laughs> that'll make the marketing folks happy <laughs> and uh, for all your appalachian brewing company needs uh find your uh, the, the specials coming up for the super bowl it's some holiday or not holiday but valentine's uh, ideas maybe call in ahead and uh find yourself a seat to take the uh significant other out or just uh some friends you can have people have anti-valentine's day parties too together you know they get together the uh the, what do they call that the uh, the lonely hearts clubs and stuff like that we'll get you just just some people who maybe uh who don't have someone <laughs>
1: song, we're thinking about them too it's a great place to go mike i was afraid you said anti-vaccination party <laughs> anti-vaxxers <laughs> yeah I, <don't> know. <laughs> I was like oh, okay no, no let's not go there
0: i don't know what i'm saying already honestly <laughs> all right guys well i want to thank our guest uh, ed yashinsky As always, Artie, Appalachian Brewing Company, everything uh, ABC from the craft beer, the brew pubs, the craft soda, the uh, Appalachian craft spirits. uh, Loving those here at the house during the pandemic, as you know, abcbrew.com. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Ed, Artie. We'll be catching you next month. So we'll talk about some spring beers and the transition out of the, the winter into the warmer months. And we'll see you next time right here on the Appalachian Brewing Company podcast.